Today's enterprise seems to be an arena of competing design concepts. You have user experience design, customer experience design, and so on down the line. But really, there should be only one design, one centered on a more successful, digitally focused enterprise. Hi, I'm Scott Smith for Gartner ThinkCast, and Gartner says there should be only one term, digital design. But what exactly constitutes digital design? And why is it so important for you and your organization to utilize just this term? Brian Prentice is a vice president in Gartner's CIO Research Group. We've got him and senior executive partner Rachel Ratcliffe of Gartner's EXP team on the line from Australia for a multi-part conversation on this core topic of digital business. So, Rachel, I'll let you pick up the conversation from here. Thank you, Scott. Hi, Brian. Hello, Rachel. Thank you for joining me today. What I'd like to explore today is I've read some of your recent research around digital design for CIOs. And one of the things that you raise in the paper is that CIOs seem to still be unclear as to exactly what it is. So I guess the first question I have for you is, so what is it? Well, if we talk about digital design, I think the best thing that we can do is we have to start with the root word, which is the term design. The simple definition for design is a process of finding and solving problems for people. So the key thing, obviously, is the focal point is people. And the other thing that we do, which is noticeably different, is that we don't assume that people are always in the best position to be able to tell us exactly what they need. So a core part of any design activity is really an observational effort up front to try to understand people, their environment, and their goals and things that emanate from that. So that's design. Now, generally what we see is that the term design is always preceded with another word. So we have industrial design or graphic design. It could be interior design. And what we're getting at here is that the material that we use or the object that we're creating has an effect on the way that we actually do the design process. And I'll get to that in just one second. But by raising this term digital design, what we're really trying to do is we're saying, well, there's a unique facet, there's a unique object or material, which is digital, such that digital design has to be an equal participant in the overall design world. Now, a key point out of all of this is even though we have these variations on how we conduct the design process, design is essentially a standard five-phase process, and that includes observation, it includes synthesis, prototype, construct, and refine, right? So it's a five-phase process, and it all sort of loops back. So again, we start with the observation or discovery. We collect data. We have to make sense of that data, and what comes out of that is a specification. We prototype, and we check back. We do validation testing in the prototyping phase. Then we build it, and then we will do refinement, not just of the product, but we refine our understanding of the people that we're actually designing for. So that's generally what design is. And again, what we're saying here is that the digital material has these sort of impacts in the way we conduct the steps, the process steps in each of those phases. I mean, I think the simplest way to try to describe what we're talking about with digital design. 
I guess where I'm confused is that there's a lot of talk about things like design thinking, which talks about mm -hmm. co-creation, it talks about collaboration, it talks about not being a process. And yet, from what I've read and from what you just said around where digital design sits in, it's sounding like it is a process. Well, it is, and it's a great question because, you know, design thinking is a very popular methodology right now, and rightly so. Design thinking is something that really emanated out of the design process. So the best way to think about the distinction between the two is that there's design thinking and there is design doing. So design thinking is a fantastic methodology that can be applied to any sort of problem-solving activity or problem challenge that an organization faces. One of the interesting things about design thinking is it, it really very good at dealing with something called a wicked problem, right? So challenges that an organization faces that maybe don't necessarily lead themselves well to a solution through, you know, traditional linear process-centric thinking. So again, what we do is we're trying to interject the human beings at the beginning, the focal point of trying to understand how we could rethink and reframe a problem. So design thinking is really good when you start to attach it to things like innovation activities and whatnot. But when we start to talk about digital design, we're talking about design doing, and this is where we're actually making things, right? Design thinking does not have an obligation to say, well, here is the actual thing, and we see it through to the final creation and delivery process. Design doing, that's the essence of it, right? Something has to come out of the end of it. It's not an either-or. Organizations need really to be doing both, applying design thinking as a problem-solving methodology in the broadest remit they possibly can, high and low in the organization. But they also need to have digital design as a capability if they hope to be producing the types of things that a digital business requires. So in that case, then, where and how does what we hear user experience design and user experience centricity come in. Is that also the doing mm. and, and is that essentially just another word for digital design? Yeah, so that's a good question because there's a lot of different nomenclature out there and it can get really confusing. Let's be clear, when you hear the term user experience design, the CIO would like to say, well, that's synonymous with digital design. That's absolutely fine. We're still talking about this design process. So that kind of begs the question, why are we choosing to use the term digital design as opposed to user experience design? And I'm sure we're going to get to customer experience in just a minute, but let's just sort of focus on that. The term user experience design has evolved over many years, and it made sense when it was originally established as a key term. But there's a couple of problems with it, but I think that the primary issue that we have is that the term user is ambiguous. So in the past, when there really wasn't a great deal of attention put on this outside of this sort of small community of practitioners, it really didn't pose a problem. But now this whole issue of design is becoming critical. So what's happening is we see different parts of the organization 
recognizing that, well, digital is a big part of what we need to do within, you know, my part of the organization, sales, marketing, supply chain, facilities, human resource. So, okay, we need to have systems that people want to use. I see we need to use user experience to do that. Well, who's the user? And what happens is these managers fill in that term because it's ambiguous. So all of a sudden we have customer experience design or we have employee experience design, or we have citizen experience design, or we have shareholder experience design. So everybody's filling in the blank. Now the problem with this is that once you fill in the blank and say customer experience design, well, who owns customer experience design? It could be a marketing manager. But of course, HR is gonna say, well, employee experience design is mine. So at the end of the day, it's still the same thing. <laughs> It is a capability that needs to serve the whole organization, but now we're in basically unnecessary political posturing on who owns what and whatever. So I'm not saying that a phrase is going to you know, remove politics, but at least it helps the organization be clear that when we say digital design, we are talking about a design process, finding and solving problems for people, optimized to the digital material that serves the whole of the organization, then we need to figure out, okay, how is that resourced, who gets priority, and these types of things. That's a much better situation than fighting unnecessary turf battles. You raise a really interesting point with that turf battles. It's probably one of the greatest challenges that my CIOs are facing is that who does own digital? Because as you said, it's kind of sits outside the IT, marketing thinks that they have a piece of it. How do our CIOs need to address this digital design? Why is it important for them? And what are the talk tracks that shows them that it's core to what they need to own or at least have influence over if they don't get to own it themselves? Yeah, uh, look, let's start with the first point about that, you know, of why it's important. Because I think what is necessary before CIOs look specifically at, at what their responsibility is, they need to understand why it is a critical capability for the organization as a whole, right? If you can't get to that place, then we're always going to have a little bit of a, a challenge. I think um, the easiest way to sort of come to grips with why this is necessary is it comes down to an emerging metric. And that metric is engagement. So in the past, when we looked at a IT system, the primary metrics that we looked at for success were engineering-centric metrics, which was on time, on budget, and to specification. So the CIO, when we have a particular project, the closer he or she is in getting those metrics right, we see that as success. Now, in the past, we pushed these systems out, and all of a sudden, we get this blowback. You know, people are not happy, you know, don't like it, it's difficult, and whatever. And in the past, it's always been, a, oh, well, look, I'm sorry that that's the case. We endeavored to do our best, blah, 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 blah. We got a help desk. We got a change management program. We'll try to mitigate the problem. But at the end of the day, I was successful because I was on time, on budget, and to specifications. What's happening now is increasingly organizations are taking a look at whether people go into a digital system, how much time they spend in the system, 
to what extent they're using the system. This is certainly the case when it comes to customer-facing systems, and it's increasingly the case when we start to look at what's going on internally around employee engagement initiatives. So once we get to this situation where we're saying, well, do people like it? Are they actually using it? And we're going to measure it. All of a sudden, on time, on budget, two specification doesn't cut it anymore. Matter of fact, it's what I would call the multiply by zero effect. You can do a great job on those traditional three, but if people don't use it, you get a multiplied value of that by zero. So it's that issue, right? That's what's going on here is we have to think up front, what does it take to create systems that people really want to engage with, right? So that is one of the things that is really propelling and driving digital design. And again, I keep using this phrase, a necessary capability for a digital business. So if it's a necessary capability for a digital business, what do we need to do to maximize that capability? Join us again when we check back with Gartner Research Vice President Brian Prentice and Senior Executive Partner Rachel Ratcliffe for the next part of our conversation on Gartner ThinkCast. And in the meantime, check out our other Gartner ThinkCast conversations at Gartner.com slash podcasts, plus the Gartner webinars at Gartner.com slash webinars. For Gartner ThinkCast, I'm Scott Smith. Thanks for listening.